got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of a defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Oh, and he was absolutely knocked back into that tweet by Atwood. David Atwood has got titanium in his shoulders at the moment. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes magnificently on the Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bath Rugby Plug podcast. The rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. My name is Gable and I'm joined once again in a room filled with Bath fans. That is Charlie. Hello everybody. And that is Tom. Hi everyone. And Charlie, last week you were at Twickenham. Tom, you found yourself at Twickenham this weekend watching uh, England v Japan. Uh, Just how was that? Yeah, I mean, as a spectacle, it was, it, you know, it was really good. Probably didn't quite live up to it, you know, as a match, but um, it was great to see, um, you know, Joe obviously make his make his debut and, and get across the line as well. But uh, yeah, it's so nice to be on this podcast um, yeah, talking about wins. Bath win as well. And Charlie, how yeah. was your how was your weekend, mate? Yeah, really good. I took a little trip down to the south of France. Was down in Antibes, got a bit of sunshine, and drank plenty of wine. So can't can't complain. Revisiting uh, the place where the podcast was born. Uh, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was where, where all the magic began. So uh, and as you mentioned, Tom, uh, this is great. We're all in extremely high spirits because for the first time um, we're all back together in in England. Uh, we have a win to talk about. Um, a Bath win, finally, lads. Just just Come how here, good collector's is that? item, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, as we mentioned, our first win in, in eight games that was um, on, on Saturday against Worcester Warriors. Uh, didn't quite get the, get the four-try bonus point like, like we wanted. Um, but still, nonetheless, Tom, uh, a win's a win. And uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. I mean, we've been talking for the last, whatever it's been, five weeks that we've um, you know, not been playing games in the Premiership about how important this three-week period's going to be. Um, and how much focus has gone into this. You know, we've rested players, um, sometimes tactically, um, you know, to try and target these games. So it's really, really nice uh, to get a win. Um, and, you know, into sixth now, into, into European contention. Yeah. Uh, but it's so tight in the middle of that table. You know, between, what, fourth and 11th, there's only nine points um, mm-hmm. in the table. So, you know, it's even more important now that we follow up this good result, this good momentum um, with a win against Newcastle, who have really been struggling in this, in this competition. Yeah, we've spoken about how this period is uh, is especially these these this this slot of three games, if you like, is one we've really had to target and we've really got to make the most of. Uh, so it's good it's good that we we got a nice healthy win. Um, as you say, not not the full full five points we wanted, but didn't didn't give them anything uh, to take home with them. They've gone home empty-handed, and in, as you point out, Tom, in such a tight league, that's just vital. Yeah, win, win these three and then uh, do the double against Leinster. I think that's probably uh... <laughs> easy peasy. Uh, yeah, well, I wouldn't put it past us. Um, and Tom, uh, what did you uh, what did you make of the? Obviously, we got the win. Uh, what did you make of of the performance uh, from the lads on Saturday? I thought it was really good. We went back to a lot of the things that we were doing well um, earlier in the season. So specifically, you know, set piece dominance. Um, you know, I, I, we said last week that we thought we had the edge, particularly, you know, in the front front row and front five. Um, and I think that really showed in the set piece. The lineup was really good. The scrum was dominant. Um, you know, and we played, you know, when you're going to play that type of game, you need to play in the right sort of areas of the game. And, you know, looking at some of the stats, they were, you know, 76% territory over the whole game and 73% possession. That, that You know, that's a dominant performance. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Elliot Stuke obviously 
Um, man of the match, Dave Atwood had a good game as well, I thought. And obviously all the guys in the front row really stepped up where, you know, sometimes the backs potentially lacked a bit of invention um, in attack. Um, I think we, we really bullied them up front and, and that, that was good to see as sort of, you know, a hallmark of our, our game this Sorry, season. Sorry, Ty, just, just before you come in, mate, I'll just go back to you, Tom, and you mentioned those stats there. Um, yeah. And given that the territory and possession was so far in our favour, does that make it uh, slightly more disappointing that we weren't able to, to get the four tries? Or <sighs> Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I think we would have got the four tries, to be honest, if it wasn't for such sort of resilient Worcester defence. I think they defended very well uh, mm-hmm. sort of around the fringes and they certainly put themselves about, you know, you know, just, just to bring out another stat, which I, which, you know, another one that you very rarely see, the top 11 tacklers on both sides were all Worcester Warriors. Really? Players. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you, did you know the tackle stats? Tackle stats, 237 tackles to Bath's 86. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. just shows you how, how one-sided the, uh, the attack was. So yeah, you've got to, you know, tip the hat to, uh, yeah. to Worcester on that occasion, a hearty defensive effort. Um, but we, I, I would, I would say, having been so dominant up front, you know, we've spoken about that that front that front three uh, in uh, in the pack being able able to uh, go head to head with basically any team in the Premiership. I think they really are one of the one of the strongest um, front rows out there. Uh, it would have been perhaps nicer to have just recognised that slightly more and really tried to have, uh, squeeze mm-hmm. them out. Uh, we, we their lineout was shocking. Um, we probably could have profited a bit more, so it is disappointing that we didn't get the full five points. But we're back, you know, to step in the right direction. We're back, getting the momentum behind us, giving us some confidence to go into next week. Yeah, and I just think either of you, do you think I'll ask just to both of you? Do you think um, we we might be? Um in danger of maybe focusing too much on a tight game. I mean, I brought this up uh, after one of the, the Premiership Cup games where uh, we didn't seem to use our backs enough. And I, I recognise, of course, that uh, we're going to a period of the season now where uh, it's going to be wetter, uh, conditions are likely to be to be more difficult. And therefore, um, a more forward-orientated game is probably um, is probably wise. But do you think we're, we're at danger of um, perhaps not getting the best out of, of some of our players uh, in the back three and in the centres with, with this game plan Charlie yeah obviously there's plenty of firepower out wide and I do think that we should make it a, you know a, a core of, of our of our game uh, of our game plan to have that bullying aggressive pack that can that can drive you back 20 meters 30 meters or can uh, you know, bully you around the fringes and make and make consistent gains uh, over the mm-hmm. game line but it's I think it's about choosing when we do that and when we decide to suck in everyone and then fling it out wide because I think quite a few times we'll we'll make a bit of a break and then we'll have forward hitting short lines and the momentum seems to just go and then that space that there initially was out out wide when we're making these half breaks making a getting over the front foot I think those sometimes we get too narrow minded and that's where it's starting to you know, yeah. uh, bite us back. And before yeah. you before you come in, Thomas, second, we did see that Charlie with uh, with a Rocket Aguni try. Uh, we that was when you know forwards broke and then Rocket Aguni came on the, the sort of outside arc line and, and managed to crash over. Uh, Tom, same question to you. Then do you think we're slightly um, at risk of not not using our, our exciting um, outside backs and, and and Willison as well? Oh, I think you were spot on with what you're saying, you know, particularly going into this part of the season. You know, mm-hmm. I'd rather it be this way around, yeah. uh, to be honest, than us, us dominating teams up sort of up front rather than sort of losing, um, you know, in that front eight. But I, I do agree with you when I think we are, you know, at risk of becoming a little bit one-dimensional. Um, you know, we spoke about <clears throat> potentially the Worcester pack not quite being able to match us um, in the set piece. 
but you know there are plenty of sides out there that, that will be able to do that and yeah my worry is that um, you know I don't think there's been two games particularly in the Premiership where we've actually played 9 through 15 you know exactly the same we, we've rotated mm-hmm. in, in and out a lot and you know shown our strength and depth but um, you know particularly as we've spoken about a number of times with uh, there being two fly halves it makes it more difficult um, to have that like continuity in sort of attacking structure um, you know we've heard uh, Gervin Dempsey's got obviously the playbook of dreams but at the <laughs> moment um, we're not seeing it and my impression of the game was that Freddie Burns was you know trying to organise um, the play a bit and actually the forwards at times just kind of took over and sort of did what they want a bit so yeah a bit worried about that disconnect but um, yeah uh, to be honest, I'm just relieved we got the win yeah me too Charlie anything more to add on that point or uh, no I think I think you're about right it's uh as you say, coming into the, coming into this time of the season, it's it's better that we're better that we're we're playing it on the safer side. If mm-hmm. you say so, you to you know, stick it up the jumper, if you like, rather than trying to run everything out of our own twenty-two, which is you know it's like recipe for disaster. Yeah, like Bristol, like yeah. Bristol are trying to do, and then nearly getting away with it on on Sunday. Uh, more of that to come later. Should we uh, focus then maybe on some some individual performances? Um, and I'll kick us off, and uh, probably only one place to start. Um, and that would be with, with Man of the Match, Elliot. Stook. Exactly. Thank you very much, Charlie. Um, <laughs> looks completely, completely. Um, well, I don't know if I would revitalised um, by Eddie Jones's, Eddie Jones's training methods. He was, uh, I think that was one of, his, one of his best games in a Bath shirt. And, and that's saying something because I think he's had some, some really stand-up performances um, this season and, and last season. But, well, I think he, he, he was sent back from, from England, um, England camp with maybe a point to prove. And I, th- I think he really stamped his authority on that game. I think it's just given him a, a lot of confidence because yeah. there's been lots of chat over, over the past few seasons that Eddie Jones hasn't been rating uh, premiership form so into, in, his, in his selections. You know, people have got lots of names to chuck into uh, that, that discussion. But this is, just shows he's been absolutely fantastic for Bath. He was fantastic last season uh, and he's just he's just really merited everything he's got getting his call up to the England squad so uh, it's re- really great to see that and it seems to have just given him such a boost and uh, he's able uh, he's able to bring that back and play it in a bath shirt you know because I think in the past some people may have put names ahead of him just for the names mm-hmm. that they are you know, for example his teammate Dave Atwood but uh, I think he's he's really starting to uh, make a name for himself now. So Tom, yeah, what does that say about Stukey? I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna tell us, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Tom, I mean, top carrier with with 19 carries, obviously um, put himself about in the tackle as well, um, and obviously got that try, which I think was you know everyone agrees pretty well mm. well deserved at the end. I think mm-hmm. the point you Lovely make about line, yeah. I think the point you make about being drafted for England as well, obviously would have given that confidence because he's not mm-hmm. been a starter for Bath really, you know. This season, and also the other obvious point is, you know, he obviously re-signed on with the club yeah. this week as well. Which, um, you know, he, him coming to Bath, you know, previously when he was at Gloucester, he probably wasn't, um, you know, he, he was a very young lad. Don't get me wrong, but he wasn't really in around their sort of starting fifteen. And he's come to Bath, and his his career's really been catapulted. And I know, um, obviously, he's a very popular lad as well um, with fans and players alike. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it seems like everything's good with um, with, with Elliot Stook. So fantastic to see him seeing, seeing him play so well. Yeah, he's really progressing well, and um, I'm not sure which which of the coaches um, perhaps to credit with that. I'm not sure. Obviously, we've got Hooper um, in and amongst the squad. Uh, recently uh, retired second rower uh, Booth as well, and Blackadder, so yeah, really, really good uh, to see the progression from from Stukey. Uh, Charlie, any other um, any other player that that you would like to pick out, or, or Tom, um, any individual Sorry, that you'd like to pick I think, out? I think uh, Thomas Dunn's had a fantastic game. Thomas Tom, Dunn. Thomas Dunn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Give him his full title. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Um, as he always does as well. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, Thomas had a fantastic game. So I was getting, I was uh, just looking down at the at the team sheet and had uh, Henry Thomas just next to him. So I think I just gave him Thomas Dunn. Uh, but God, what, what sort of player would a hybrid be of that? <laughs> They'd be well, big. We, we learned last week on the podcast, of course, that Dunn until very recently was a prop forward. So uh, yeah. well, maybe that's where your confusion was coming as well. And Tom, before you jump in, mate, um, I'll just give a, this is probably um, slightly slightly premature from Joe from Joe Mallon on, on Twitter, who tweets us saying, is it time for Dunn to be called up to the England squad to replace George? Uh, maybe not yet, uh, Joe, but uh, he's certainly he's certainly putting in some some noteworthy performances, Tom. Yeah, I mean he's been in the Rama squad, hasn't he? He's been third choice um, and sometimes fourth choice to sort of obviously Luke Cowan-Dickey at Exeter, who's who's not been playing much at all this season. He's been hampered with injury, so um, yeah, you've probably got to say that he's uh, he's third choice, but we don't really know because Eddie James is obviously always insistent on just picking mm-hmm. picking two hookers. Um, I imagine he is. To be Unique, honest, man. I don't I don't really want him going anywhere. It'd be great if he played, you know, a full season at Bath. Because um, I don't think he's quite at that level yet, uh, to be honest. You know, mm. uh, people say I, I completely disagree with. I'd like um, to see him get a shot. Yeah, but you know, Jamie George is you know lion starter three tests. Mm. Dylan Hartley, his stock's risen massively recently. Obviously, with him coming back in and um, what he does on and off the field with his captaincy. So yeah, I, I think he's in third choice, and I, I think he will get. Uh, time at England but to be honest I'm, I'm quite happy that he, he keeps getting better at Bath at the moment yeah and this is, this is great lads I'm absolutely loving this you know a bit of positivity with us all in the room and Tom why don't you keep it going with uh, with another standout um, Bath performance uh, individual Bath performance yeah. uh, from, from your end I'll go out a bit wider then and um, and and <laughs> And uh, go for Tom Homer, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought in the games he's come back since he's been injured, he's looked really sharp, particularly on the counter-attack. Uh, you know, I went down to watch them play Quinns um, in the Premiership Rugby Cup, yeah. uh, as I said a few weeks ago. I mean, he was really sharp. Um, he was, to be honest, a shining light in what has been for a few weeks now a, quite an uninventive defence, so a, a, attack, sorry. So, yeah, I thought, thought Tom Homer, again, looked really sharp. And then also, um, Rory McConaughey, I just mentioned as well. Yeah. You know, he came on, played only played 13 minutes, and in that time... You know his 61 meters that he made was more than any other Bath player made uh, in the whole match. So um, he's obviously got wheels to burn, but he hasn't really been given a chance to sort of burn the wheels, I guess. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. that's, there's, the analysis, there's the analysis for you. That's, that's, all, that's about all I know about back three players. Radio gold. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, hopefully, hopefully he gets some more. Um, some more game time, obviously, now that uh, Big Joe's going to be a regular starter for England, uh, probably up to the World Cup now. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, back for analysis coming from a, a former prop, uh, if, ever, if ever I heard it. Um, Charlie, anyone else that you'd like to pick out individually? No, or, I think um, I think we, we, we covered most people there. I, I, was, I was going to say Tom Homer, you know, tossing up between Tom Homer and uh, uh, Thomas Dunn. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he was he was running some fantastic lines. He carried really well, I thought. Uh, uh and uh, yeah, it was just m- making some good meters, and it's yeah, it's good to see Mc- McConaughey getting a getting a good shot, uh, it, making his uh, Premiership uh, debut on the weekend for for the club. Yeah, Gee, yeah. I was I was just going to ask you, um, you know, well, firstly, if you wanted to sort of pick him out in, in particular, but also another position that obviously we've been rotating sort of throughout mm-hmm. the season is is scrum half. Will Chudley was obviously injured for the first few months and has come in and has been a starter. Um, Khan Fotoli as well back now on the bench, um, who also I thought. Look, look sharp. Um, look probably more dangerous, more potent in attack than than Chudley. But you know, Chudley potentially better on the game management side of things than the kicking. So what would yeah. sort of going forward against Newcastle? I guess and going forward, who who would you like to see get that get in that nine shirt? I'd probably stick with with Chudley for for Friday. I think. Um, God, he change, think. how he changes his tune, right? Yeah. 
I'd probably stick with Charlie for Friday. I think the the statistic that, that you brought up uh, right at the start of the podcast, Tom, the territory uh, statistic in particular, and that's often a, a testament to to the to the halfbacks. Actually, um, both of them not got a lot of love for me uh, on this podcast before, but you know, fair enough. And when we, if we got, as you say, we've got to play in the in the right areas to 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 play this game um, that we are looking to play. So yeah, I'd probably stick with um, with. Uh, um, Chudley, but I think it's important important not for for the club and for, for supporters to to forget Max Green um, because he was he was really good uh, at the start of the season. I was mightily mightily impressed with him, and I hope that um, there is as we see at, um, at clubs like Exeter, for example. I hope there is uh, maybe a little bit of rotation uh, there, which will allow Green to to continue building on the experience that he gained because uh, now we've built, obviously got both the the experienced guys back in in Chudley and, and Fotoliti. Um, it would be a shame for for Green to for for Green's progress to to be halted. I think. Yeah, and and you're absolutely spot on with that. I think, and it, I think it does come down to what sort of game we sort of want to play, and yeah. potentially also who the halfback partner is. You know, um, Chudley kicked ten times in that game. Yeah. Um, and Fotoli came on for I think it was sixteen, eighteen minutes and didn't kick at all in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think it comes down to that. And would you like to see say Chudley in with Burns maybe and and Fotoli in with Priestens yeah, to sort of complement the styles Priest, a little bit? Then Priestens yeah. injured for a period of time now, so yeah. I wouldn't say uh, Chudley's uh, exactly got the the starting nine nine shirt yet especially given that that Fotoli is just back from injury but you know as we've mentioned in, in a couple of positions you know that competition for places is is only going to drive drive performance and, and drive success at the club one thing we can be sure of is that uh Fotoli had the best beard on the pitch yeah fantastic yeah it looks sharp well that's what when you said he looked sharp when he came on that's what I thought you were going <laughs> to get on to but um yeah it's not just oh. a Movember for Fotoli is it <laughs> oldest, man, oldest man at the club as well as yeah. we as we found as out as we've learned um, yeah, yeah early quizzes. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, on the bench, Penanese, second oldest man. How I got that wrong? I was <laughs> still, still giving me sleepless nights. Okay, boys, we we covered off what was a what was a really good win for for Bath at the weekend. Then, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I think we can all, all be positive from here on. Yeah, yeah and po- you, positive is great, but I, d- I do think you know uh, we'll preview the Newcastle match, but we really we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. You know, I I don't think that's a particularly good um, side that came down to the wreck. To be honest, mm-hmm. they're missing missing a lot of. Uh, you know they're danger men um, out wide particularly thinking about sort of um, Josh Adams and, and Ben Teo um, yeah but Teo hasn't played for them this season yeah. and they've had a couple of good results so I think you know they're not to be underestimated Worcester um, and we did speak about perhaps they would be dangerous coming off uh, playing reasonably strong sides in the Premiership Cup so whilst I accept you know let's not get ahead of ourselves let's enjoy a win shall we I mean come on we don't we yeah. don't get them yeah. that often at the moment no 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 completely <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it is and it is nice to see that it's uh, you know kind of tactics paid off we we have we had seemed to have given up on the Premiership Cup used it as a time to rest our players blood some younger guys uh, and then come back fully fit fully firing into this period so uh, and for once G's in the same postcode with his uh, prediction for the for the yeah. match and <laughs> yeah. I was just I was just one two point off of my or uh, you're two points off two yeah points. so it's 15 you went 17 so so pretty good and I, I guess uh, one of the reasons why we're all probably in quite um, a buoyant mood about about um, rugby in general at the moment was because of uh, the weekend of rugby that we saw, um, and in particular um, the the New Zealand v Ireland game. And you know we're not going to touch on this too much because obviously this is a this is the Bath rugby plug, um, and there wasn't one Bath player playing. But um, <laughs> it would probably be uh, it give it a plug all the same. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be probably be um, you know a bit silly not not to mention what was probably probably the the, the definitely the game of the year uh the, you know one of the best games that um that I can remember uh Tom uh you were probably um 
had a few had a couple of uh, uh, beers at the at the England Japan game and, and settled down to watch this, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, enjoyed the uh, the Twickenham hospitality, and then yeah, uh, I guess that was kind of a starter for for what was you know yeah. uh, an incredible, um, just incredible standard rugby, incredible pace of rugby. Um, two teams, you know, very very good at everything that they do. Really, um, I think Ireland just had the edge in you know um, in the defensive aspect of things. Um, you know, not for New Zealand not to score. You know, that's not happened for a very long time, apart from um, you know uh, the third lines test. Um, Obviously, and you know, there's a common theme in that, and that's that's Andy Farrell and mm-hmm. every team that he's he's been involved with. Um, he really has, you know, stepped up their game defensively, and yeah, I, I thought they were absolutely outstanding. You know, I, I did personally think that they were a little bit uh, fortunate at the breakdown. Um, if I was a New Zealand fan, I'd be slightly aggrieved. I thought I thought Wayne Barnes, um, yeah, was fairly inconsistent at the breakdown, and there were a couple of key moments where I think the penalty went the wrong way. Uh, one of which ultimately resulted in that incredible, um, you know, Jacob Stockdale mm-hmm. um, chip and chase. But um, but yeah, incredible for for Ireland, incredible for World Rugby because what a World Cup it's going to be mm-hmm. um, next year. And you know, you know, there's there's four or five teams, three or four or five teams that could probably win the World Cup. And um, yeah, so exciting because yeah. I booked my flights last week. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty <laughs> it's pretty hot at the top of the world rankings now, doesn't it? When mm-hmm. you've you know considering the England result at the weekend been close results with South Africa, South Africa uh, beating New Zealand and uh, Australia beat Ireland early this year. So it's all it's all going around. So yeah, it should make for a tasty World Cup next next uh, next year. Yeah, what do you what do you make of the? Yeah, I think the the standard rugby wasn't it, which which really stood out for me. Um, you know, only one try and a fantastic try, as as you mentioned, Tom. Um, but I think it was that standard and that intensity and, and the, the Aviva Stadium. Um, you know really really contributed to the game and I think as well as it being the Viva Stadium I really really enjoyed Saturday night rugby um, especially as I was playing on on Saturday so I, I missed the England Japan game that Saturday night rugby is really something I could get behind I mean I really enjoyed the the game earlier in the season um, the Harlequin Saracens game that was on a Saturday night in yeah, the Premiership yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it adds I don't know it just adds something to the atmosphere I think um, and the atmosphere at the Aviva was, was, was phenomenal and it just it just contributed to what was um, an exceptionally entertaining game and I think Barnes you know he may have been slightly uh, laissez-faire at the breakdown I would say but um, I think that maybe contributed to the um, to the to the to the real flow and, and the enjoyment of the game and, and what I will also say is um you know, there was there was a, quite a lot of negativity, uh, not from us, I, I may add, um, about about the uh, about some of the the new the new laws and and you know how cards were gonna gonna come in and, and ruin games. Um, and you know, it hasn't really been that case. And I think that's a testament to the way the way referees have handled um, the way referees have handled uh, games, and also a testament to the players. And they, I feel like they've learned um, they've learned uh, about these about these new laws, and, and they're starting to apply them. And because you know, as we all know, red cards, you know really really ruined games and I think that the, the absence of that over the autumn has really contributed to what's been such e- exciting and, and entertaining rugby which is just whetting the appetite for, for that World Cup in, in a year's time yeah. Well you say laissez-faire about the uh, sort of a bit of French a bit of laissez-faire on the refereeing style <laughs> I unfortunately missed the entire game thanks to uh, thanks to the French they decided to strike on Saturday uh, it was the gilet jaune um, strikes so I spent three hours in a car uh, instead of the one hour I was hoping to uh, so I missed the entire game and it took me I think it took me 45 minutes to get around one roundabout with all these people protesting <laughs> on it so uh, that's a whole half of rugby that I missed uh, 
this the best game of uh, the best international fixture of the year. So I was just, say, just saying, you saying laissez-faire then just makes me think about Wayne Barnes when he tries to speak French. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. I don't even know how he'd say Lasses Faré or something like that. Well, well you, you have a go. But no, he does well. He does well. That, um, no, he's, a, he's, a, he's a nice bloke and he, he takes the mick out of himself, you know, with that French. But I do, I do enjoy it when he's refereeing those, those French games. I think the point you make about the um, sort of, you know, the red cards not ruining the games. I think potentially a lot of credit goes to the coaches as well. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. adapting to these new rules is making, trying to make sort of a coaching, um, you know, point come out of it. Um, and yeah, maybe that's starting to catch up now and hopefully we'll see fewer red cards. Yeah, through. and I think, you know, we, we've talked about that there and there is no real Bath link, but if one of our listeners can find uh, a really... Um, uh, what's the word obscure, uh, obscure yeah. uh, Bath link then please do let us know uh, and give us reason for, for talking about that game a maybe bit more maybe Stephen Donald was fishing in the nearby area <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom we'll move on to the game uh, briefly again that, that you saw at Twickenham um, what was a probably disappointing first half performance from England uh, but then um, you know quite a decent second half performance and really nice as you mentioned to see to see Joe Joe get his uh, well deserved try I think yeah um, yeah oh, even though obviously we were behind at the sort of half time and there was a bit of an air of inevitability about it that they probably weren't going to keep up what was a relentless pace for for the full 80 um you know i think we had some defensive frailties obviously um Lazowski and, and jack now um is probably not a center pairing that will play again for england anytime <laughs> soon probably not uh, i don't think i don't think now's a 13 but you know at least at least we sort of know that because i know jones wanted to try that for for a while and Lazowski obviously taken off at half time as well but um yeah second half the game opened up a lot more um you know Owen Farrell coming on I think did have a, a really big influence sort of calming influence on the game as did sort of Dylan Hartley when it when he came mm-hmm. on but um yeah I guess it goes back to the point that you know you guys both just made that it just makes the World Cup next year in Japan so exciting you know I think Japanese fans of which there were many in Twickenham will be really buoyed by that particularly mm-hmm. you know obviously the first half performance obviously they put a decent account of themselves against New Zealand as well. Um, yeah, they, they 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 know how to put out a good yeah. performance, don't they? And you know they're a good side, um, very well coached uh, and captained by Michael Leach, and so mm-hmm. um, yeah, they can be I think relatively confident. Um, you know, going into uh, the World Cup, obviously the big game they'll be targeting will be will be Scotland, Scotland and, yeah. and you know they could qualify if they qualify second. They'll get New Zealand though. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the the Bath boys. So we obviously touched on Jake Ockenasiga. Were there any other any other of the Bath lads who really impressed you? At the um, weekend, Tom. Sam Underhill again. Um, when he came on, is just a barrel of intensity, isn't he? Like he's just, uh, you know, he's not the biggest man, but you just recognise him even from the stands because yeah. he's just barrels around, puts himself about. Um, Charlie Eels as well. Um, you know, hasn't got sustained game time for England, but um, you know, it's good again that he's starting to, you know, uh, fill in as, as a sort of third choice second row. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there being a few injuries, but. Um, no, but just just really pleased for Joe to get that try. To be honest, because yeah. and nice to see Charlie play. I think he played seventy six minutes. I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah, that's good for him. Uh, a bit of a recognition, like Stukes had uh, a bit of recognition of some good club form over what's been a sustained period of time now. So um, yeah, and then and then Joe as well. Um, I've been a big big advocate for for Joe ever since we signed him, and I think he's really starting to to fulfil that potential on the club scene and, and now on the international scene. And I, I fear perhaps that um, you know he's been retained by Eddie Jones for the for the Australia game, and I fear perhaps um, he may go the way of, of Joseph and, and Watson and, and the likes who who maybe don't don't appear for Bath um, as much as uh, we could have liked because uh, I was really really impressed with him as I have been for, for a period yeah. now one from one that's a try scoring record I think any winger would be proud of so yeah. it's a, it a very very strong yeah. like position group though that that wing group so yeah you know, it is he's, probably, he's probably got a way to go still I think particularly with Watson coming back um, yeah, you, guys, you, guys, you guys confident for the 
for the Australia game then? Like, what one we should be winning, you think? Yeah, I think they were they were pretty, um, you know, blunt, I'd say, against against Italy. Um, not really a very impressive performance. Uh, like, like, they, like they haven't been very impressive uh, all season, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd be very surprised, given our record at, at Twickenham as well, I'd be very surprised yeah. if, if they were to, to turn us over. Yeah, but we got... Uh Zach Mercer heading back to the club mm-hmm. though this mm-hmm. weekend to come and join us. So uh, he's been he's been uh, picked underneath uh, uh, Nathan Hughes back from back back from his band. But uh, I think you know it'd be good, great, great to see Zach back next week, won't it? But yeah, uh, yeah and then m- moving back onto Bath then lads and, and away from the internationals. Um, and we'll we'll review uh, and the first accountable prediction uh, is is nailed. Uh, I, I will add. I'm not convinced about this one. In <laughs> under twenty four hours, I think something smells a bit funny there. <laughs> Might have known about something. Um, yeah. So the news which broke, uh, yeah, as you say, about twenty four hours after we we recorded this podcast was the the absolutely fantastic news um, that Anthony Watson, Charlie Yules, Nathan Cat, and Elliot Stook. Uh, have all have all signed on, um, committing committing themselves for for all of them for at least two years uh, at the club. Um, Charlie, uh, these are all um, key key players, and 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 I think as well are key leaders uh, within the squad, which is obviously really really important to to retain these these leaders. Yeah, because they're a, they're a young group of players as well, so they they're yeah. what's it's they're building what is the core fundamental, uh, you know leadership group as you say and they're going to be the leadership group for the future uh, as well as as well as at the present um so that's great to see uh, as as a as a unit but uh, yeah some of the, the individuals that you've signed on there are just fantastic you know we've spoken at length about many of them but yeah Anthony Watson who obviously hasn't featured yet this season uh, he's he's one of the he's one of the best uh, the best that's some of the best news we've uh, we've had all yeah. season I'd say would he be the one that you would you would pick out of the four uh, as the as the standout to sign on yeah I think I think so he's he's absolutely integral to that Bath team when he's fit and firing uh, being able to play all across the back three helps massively um, and obviously, just someone of his of his skill. He's just a, he's a, he's a world class operator. Uh, absolutely electric pace uh, can create something out of nothing. And that's those those, those types of players are what you need in your in your team. Yeah. And they'll take you to the to the to the heights where you're going to start winning trophies and uh, mm-hmm. being able to bring something back to the West Country. Well, not too far west because obviously you know or Exeter or something. Like <laughs> yeah. Tom, who, <laughs> slightly like north yeah. northeast. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, Tom, who would you uh, who would you who would you pick out as, as the standout? Well, I, I've not really got... I think Charlie's sort of nailed it there. I, yeah, I was so happy when I saw this news yeah. that I, I basically forgot that you'd made this cancel projection <laughs> the, the night before. Um, yeah, it, it's brilliant news. Um, you know, if I had to pick four out of those those 20 that mm-hmm. we, you know, that out of contract, this would probably, you know, this wouldn't be far off the, the, the top four. So yeah, you know, we're all a massive fan of, of Anthony Watson. Uh, we know what he can do. I think, you know, the way Charlie Yule spoke on, on the interview we had with him about, you know, him wanting to, you know, set something, set something up now for them to, you know, win a future, win a trophy sort of in the future. Um, you know, he's clearly committed to doing that. I, I see him as a real, uh, you know, a future club captain for, you know, for, for many years. So um, yeah, fantastic that, that he's resigned and the other two as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah obviously, Completely agree with all of what you just said, but um, uh, speaking of you know club captains, I think another one of that 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 group who could be that exact man, I think, could be Charlie Yules. I think he's one of the. I think he's actually the one who could be considered yeah, yeah. as as a club captain uh, in the years to come. That's, I think. Yeah, sorry, that, that's what I meant. Yeah. Is that you meant? Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, you were sorry. talking about Anthony Watson, but yeah, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> didn't, sorry, he didn't man, manage, manage to mention his name. But uh, yeah, well, it's it, it's all fantastic news, and obviously Stuke, we've spoken about him earlier on this pod. I think those two could be uh, formidable 
um, second row pairing for years to come, and you can just see you can just see the the squad really developing, and you can see where uh, Todd's you know, focusing on, uh, on 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 focusing for in the future. Yeah, so I think exactly that try. So so far in in 2018, guys, people to to have signed new contracts with the club: Talupi Falatau, Tom Dunn, Beno Abano, Zach Mercer, Semesa Rokadaguni, Nathan Cat, Charlie Ulls, Elliot Duke, Anthony Watson. You know that is you know some of our best players, if not the group of our best players. And it's really good to see them 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 committing themselves to the club because they obviously believe in 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 the future that, that the club is laying out. Yeah, and you know, the. As I mentioned it at the start, it's if you take the average age, perhaps bar Rocco Daguni out of that, but we know what he can do. He's a complete class operator as well. But the average age in that in in that list of names is definitely on the, the younger side of twenty uh, of twenty five. So uh, it's yeah, it's it's really fantastic news. Yeah, and I think expect more more contract news um, uh, in the in the near future. I think you know there's still quite a few out of contract, so I think they'll be. Um, Slowly, slowly, uh, the news will come through about whether they're they're staying on and um, or 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 going. Yeah, um, although you know, you read out that list of names, and you know, what strikes me there is that how many more, you know, how much of a salary cap have we got left, mm-hmm. um, you know, to sign on all these players at uh, at the at the you know the long term sort of rates that they're going to be sort of sort of demanding, the, you know, the quality they are, and sort of that, I guess, brings me on to. Um, <laughs> I was going to make a, a slight... There were some complaints last week that I made that slightly too long-term accountable prediction. Um, so uh, I was just going to I was just gonna make make a yeah. slightly more short-term one, if that's all right. Yeah, go for it. Um, and yeah, it, I really hope I'm wrong on this. Um, but I think... But I'm going to predict it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I'll just say this first. I really, really hope I'm wrong on this. But, um, you know, I, I do think there are going to be some high-profile players that are probably going to have to leave. There has to be. Yeah. As you mentioned, the salary cap. One player we... You know, we did speak about a couple of weeks ago, and and you know there were rumours that um, other clubs, you know, were were sort of talking to him. Um, was Jonathan Joseph, um, and you know, there's got to be a balance between re-signing these high-profile players and trying to bring through um, the younger players. And so, you know, while on the one hand I've said, you know, Max Wright, I've been really impressed with he's coming through. Um, I think the centre is an area where we have got some real promise. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going to predict very reluctantly that. Um, yeah, I don't think um, sort of JJ's contract uh, w- will be renewed uh, by the end of January. Mm. That would be a shame. But as you mentioned, I think Bath fans, as, although, although this has been a pretty positive week with the victory and, and with the four guys signing on, I think we um, we can we probably have to expect that uh, there are going to be some some disappointing people let go because that's just the nature nature of the beast uh, with the salary cap. Um, and you've done your your accountable prediction, so I, I better renew mine, guys. Um, and this may this may come as a as a slight surprise, um, given the 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 New Zealand v Ireland results at the weekend. Oh no! But my second accountable prediction <laughs> is Bath will beat Leinster, either home or away. Not both. Either home or away, Bath will beat Leinster. So if it's if, wow. it's, if it's both, you're wrong, then. Tom, if it's both, <laughs> if it's both, I don't mind being wrong. Believe yeah, yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, there's there's a two. Well, two. I'm not sure quite how to feel about either of those predictions. But uh, Tom, I guess I'll come to you first. You made it first. Uh, I, a very interesting point. Yeah. Of course, some of the high class is going to have to be shared somewhere, uh, and there's plenty of debate to be had about where that will be. I, I I'm gonna kind of just 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 come back out and say 
well, one, obviously, I seriously hope he doesn't go. But uh, oh, I don't yeah, think, I, I think it'll actually, I think he might be in that mind frame where he wants to be winning trophies. So, uh, there was a statement released uh, by um, Anthony Watson after he re-signed, you know, talking to the club. And he said he's bored of finishing sixth, seventh, eighth. He you know, he wants to be up competing for these for these trophies, competing for these titles. You know, he's won won Six Nations, he's been on Lions tours, but he's achieved nothing domestically yet. And so I think that this next period uh, will be really important. I think JJ could be in a similar mindset to that. Mm-hmm. And I think unless he actually sees Bath progressing over these next few weeks in this next period and sees there is a real potential and uh uh, I think he could resign if we are up near the top end of the table uh, come January, which obviously my accountable prediction is that we'll be top four by top four by Christmas. But uh, yeah, keeping fingers crossed. I, I don't know what you, you you have to say about that, but I think that could influence his decision, perhaps. Uh, yeah. Especially considering, you know, he's he's obviously going to have his loyalties to the club, and I think uh, as as nice as nice as. Uh, you know, whatever paycheck he could get down at Bristol or wherever it may be, I think uh, I think it's it's actually a, a most uh, mostly a, a desire for some silverware. Yeah, well, I think that that is true. I I agree with that, but I also think that it isn't just Jonathan Joseph's decision. But do you I, really think he's a player that? Yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you're going to say. Obviously, it's a it's it's a, it's but, a two way decision. No, but but Tom as Con, Tom. Tom keeps on saying we can't we can't keep them all, and, and he's going to want more money than, than his previous contract. Um, unfortunately, because you know he's now a British and Irish lion, um, and he and he's, he's a better player than, than when he signed his previous contract. And therefore, you know, whilst the club, yeah, in an ideal world, would keep him, um, you know, and he may want to stay, but that 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 can't always happen. Yeah, of course, but I think there's other players in other positions. So for example, marquee players such as Francois Lowe, who I think. It, that's going to open up a lot of salary cap. Yeah, but then I, I, I read off that list of 2018 and, and of the people we've re-signed in 2018 and, and, you know, who knows that there's not two marquee guys there and, and you know, yeah. there's there, there, there's some big names who, there. Who mate. do you reckon the marquee guys might be? Well, I, I think Anthony could be could be one of them. Yeah, yeah. and, and Falatar's going to be going to be the other, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, of course. I, I, re-signed I think, I re-signed think Mar- in 2018. So. Spot on. I think the marquee mm. spots were there. And, and you, you know, I guess I, I just had a quick look down the list of the guys that are out of contract. And if we're looking at the high, you know, who we expect to be the higher sort of earners, I guess more experienced guys who are out of contract. I guess Ross Batty potentially be towards, you know, the middle, middle higher than average end. Obviously Tom Dunn and Jack Walker, you know, both signed on already. So um, his future is uncertain. Obviously Dave Atwood in the second row, Luke Charteris in the second mm-hmm. row, I imagine is quite, quite well paid. You, you know, you mentioned Francois Lowe, um, you know, and then sort of going back into the backs, Reese Priestens, another one who's out of contract. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've spoken about having two halfbacks, etc. You know, do we, um, you know, does Reese Priestland sort of resign or do we stick with Freddie Burns? You know, what's the decision? There are big decisions to be made. Yeah. My, my point is that I just don't think we can. Well, obviously, we can't. Yeah, no, everyone, I, so, I, I, um, and I, I, I do completely see that, and it, like, I, I do you know, feel the same worries. But I think if it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to know whether it's, it's, yeah. it's club or player who. Uh, who are holding up on uh, on announcing anything or you know, start, you know putting pen to paper? Yeah, and as I and I, as I said before, when we discussed uh, contracts, guys, and I think it is important to mention that this is all complete conjecture. Uh, we we have no idea um, what what the players are thinking. We we've got no we've got no. This isn't um, coming from anywhere in particular. This is just uh, three fans having a chat about about some of the players uh, in their club.
club. So yeah, don't take any of this as um, as rumor, or don't take any of this as as word. Uh, this is a complete conjecture, but it's great to do. And if you want to join in the in the discussion about this sort of thing, then please do get in touch with us. We're um, at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter, and I, I recognise as well that um, some people won't have Twitter. So if you do want to get in touch with us, we also have a an email address. We're Bath Rugby Plug at gmail.com. So if you're not on Twitter and you do want to get in touch with us, um, then please then please do send us an email. Um, and we love to hear from you because you know, as I say every week, we are by the fans uh, for the fans. So yeah. Um, um, joining the discussion. So can you let us know then, Gabriel, how did you know about Anthony Watson you know, 24 <laughs> hours before it being announced? Because <laughs> I, I obviously I was I was delighted uh, to to see the news pop up on my phone. But a little bit, a little bit irritated, uh, knowing that I'm going to come back in and see this smug smile on your face about getting it right straight off the bat. I'll keep that to myself, I yeah. think, mate. Um, and then we'll move on, guys, uh, to to this weekend's game. Uh, we we've touched on it briefly, um, but we we travel up to to Kingston Park uh, to face uh, bottom of the table Newcastle, coming off uh, what's for them probably reasonably disappointing defeat. Um, to, to Harlequins 20 points to 7 uh, on Friday night um, this game also being on Friday night uh, just, just, just to note um, and Tom uh, Newcastle have had some good results in, in Europe but not been able to, to match it in, in the Premiership why, why, do you think, why do you think that is and what have you made of them so far this season I don't know it's a bit of a strange one because you know like you say incredible wins against Toulon and, and uh, Montpellier and then unbeaten the Premiership Rugby Cup albeit you know they put out relatively relatively strong sides and I think one of the strange things about Newcastle this season the premiership is their inability to, to perform at home um, usually Kingston mm-hmm. Park is a, is a bit of a fortress you know for example we, we've not actually won there in any competition since, since 2015 mm-hmm. um, and, you know they've not won in the premiership at Kingston Park this season which I think is a stat that will definitely uh, concern Dean Richards and you know all their fans so um, yeah you know they're a very good side as they've shown in other competitions they've not quite been able to sort of um, tie it together in the premiership um, but you know it is still a very tough place to go, and they have got you know uh, plenty of firepower, particularly particularly out wide. So I, I do see this as a tough game, to be honest, a tougher game than the Worcester game. Mm-hmm. I always think that the Friday night games, particularly when you're playing, you know, likes of Sale and Newcastle, are sort of more difficult. Often mm-hmm. they go up there on the day and then play that evening, mm-hmm. um, which is you know a relatively long day when you're kicking off. Um, you know, obviously in the evening, so it's a tough game, um, but. You know, equally, it's one that we we really should be winning. We want to try and continue this this power game, try and bully them up front again, and then try and you know, um, you know, let our backs hopefully get some attacking structure into the game and 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 score some tries as well. Yeah, I do. Completely agree with that. D- disappointing result for them again after coming out of uh, such a good European period. Uh, and you, it was only twenty points to seven against Quinns. You know, only only a late try. I think it was in the 69th minute or so that gave them any kind of any kind of points. So they didn't really look like much of a threat. But I think it's going to be a tough fixture, as you mentioned. Haven't won up there in any competition since 2015. That is quite that's quite a you know, worrying uh, worrying fact. But um, I think having just spoken uh, earlier about. Our, our forward pack and our game plan that we we can in, uh, install there. I think it's going to be a similar up the jumper, uh, you know, nitty gritty game where we're going to have to grind it out. 
you look at the the packs, looking at the front rows. Yes, it's 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 a solid pack from uh, from Newcastle, but they with, without the likes of um, without the likes of um, uh, David Wilson, who's mm. obviously playing fantastically for Bath uh, for for Mark, England. Sorry, Mark, Mark Wilson well. for England. What did I say? David Wilson for Bath. David Wilson. <laughs> he's lost a bit. So, of, yeah, lost no, a bit away. Yeah, yeah. to the seven shirt. <laughs> God, get get getting my names all he over the shop this evening. Me. Yeah, he's he still up there. there. Yeah, yeah, he was playing yeah, on the bench yeah. at the weekend. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mark Wilson, uh, who's been fantastic for them uh, and fantastic for England as well. Uh, but oh god, I've lost my train of thought now. Well, yeah, so I think it's going to be a, be a big a, a ground out game, and hopefully we can come away with a result yeah. uh, in the evening. Friday, I expect it'll be wet. Uh, it's not going to be. <laughs> it's, it's not actually. <laughs> Forecast is pretty good for this. Forecast is pretty good. And, 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 and the, often the trouble is with you know, the, obviously being played on an artificial pitch. Now it is difficult to maybe drag it into a bit of a sort of a, a bit of a dogfight. To be honest, like mm. they, it is quite hard to avoid it being like an expansive game. And obviously with the runners they've got, um, we're really going to have to be on our game, our game defensively. I think. Um, I think one really big plus um, coming back in. Um, in terms of selection, obviously, you know, you mentioned it with Zach Mercer, with obviously Nathan mm. Hughes being selected in the in the England squad. I think he is a really um, sort of dangerous player. Um, you know, obviously on the artificial pitch, under the lights, um, be a quick game. Um, so yeah, really good to have him back because you know Josh Bayless obviously filling in at number eight. Um, you know, which probably isn't his position. He's you know he hasn't played there, so that's it's really good to have to have him back for sure. Yeah, that'd be that'd be very important. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see as well. Um, we didn't mention it when we when we talked about the Vich against uh, Worcester, but uh, Jackson Willerton off with a with a HIA. Um, so hopefully he'll be come through the protocol in the week. Uh, but if not, um, I'm not sure exactly what the 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 progress on on your boy Tom Jonathan Joseph is. I thought you were going to say Max Wright. Uh, well, <laughs> or Max Wright, but um, yeah. So maybe Joseph, maybe yeah. Wright, maybe Willison um, at thirteen, um, depending on who's who, who's who's fit and available. But yeah, I think Mer- Mercer's a massive massive plus, isn't it? Especially with Grant, um, with Grant and Fallot out away. Uh, we really need a, 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 a more experienced number eight than than perhaps Bayliss. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, yeah, I think completely. Yeah, well, he's, I mean, he's, he's an integral member of the team. Is is Mercer now? He's uh, he's very important wherever he plays on, in that back row. Uh, but he's 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 so dynamic and he can he can he's a really exciting mm, player and, and probably, uh, might might flourish on an artificial surface. Probably with a point to prove as well. You know, we spoke about Stuky uh, maybe having points to prove after England. I think Mercer perhaps even more so. Um, the way that the way that he's uh, been 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 uh, selected and not selected by Jones, um, it's a good opportunity for him to 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 play well um, and yeah, uh, get himself back back in that conversation uh, in the number eight shirt for England. And um, you know what a matchup we've got out wide as well with uh, Rocco Daguni against uh, Sonotti Sonotti. Yeah. That is oh, that is that is one I'm really really looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing. Um, yeah, who who knows what's going to happen with that one, but. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We may, we may, we may have big Joe, uh, Joe Thockenasiga. He's obviously been retained by England, but uh, they, they, you know, he may not make it to the to the travelling travelling t- uh, twenty. May not make it to the travelling twenty five, yeah. so uh, he could be available for um, for selection. We don't know at this Quite point. Possibly obviously. have Elliot Stoop back as well, because yeah. obviously Luke Charteris won't be able to play at Kingston mm-hmm. Park because um, of the artificial surface. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Levi Douglas potentially would be the next man, next cow yeah. off the rank there. Who I thought, you know acquitted himself well off the bench mm-hmm. he looks to be um looks himself to you know got himself in a slightly better shape um his work rate looked look, look better when he came on so um so yeah yeah, what options well, for him, yeah you'd, you'd like to think that we'll have one of stuke or um yours back because yeah. 
you know, there un- unless unless um, unless Jones goes for another, you know, having four second rows uh, across his twenty three, then you know, there's not going to be all of them retained, will there? Yeah. So I think uh, look look a bit further down in the line in, in the week for for team selection. Um, that will be that will be key. But then I think I think we've got a pretty good chance. Um, no matter what what, what twenty three put out um, there, I think Newcastle will be. Uh, reasonably low on confidence as you say not had a win at, at home all season so it's a really good opportunity for us to go up there um, and get a victory and and Tom why don't you kick us off with, with another pretty correct prediction only two points off last week uh, why don't you get it spot on this week and, and tell us what's going to happen um, I think this will be a bit closer but you know I, I still think we'll we'll get the win I'll go I'll go Bath by nine Okay, and Charlie, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to be it's going to be close. I think Newcastle are going to put up a good performance at home, uh, and you know they're, they're a team who's got, got got a bit of worries about them. You know, there was a lot of worried Bath fans out there saying, "When do we properly start to worry?" If Newcastle sat bottom of the league with only one win to their name, that is uh, that is quite worrying. If they're going to be sat down there come Christmas time, but I think it's going to be a Bath win, uh, and Bath by six. God, we just pluck numbers out there, don't we? No, but four by six, I think it's, it's they'll probably put a couple of tries on. It'll be a bit of a grind. Uh, uh, perhaps not the most beautiful match we'll we'll watch, but um, be one uh, one one for the diehards. Yeah, I I don't know about that. You know, I think two two as you mentioned, Rockadaguni and Snotty on the wing. Um, artificial pitch. No reason why why it can't be a pretty exciting game. Uh, so yeah, and. Um, I think I'm going to go for a Bath victory. Um, by 50? And yeah, go <laughs> put a number on it whenever you want. <laughs> Bath by 12. Um, I think right. it's just, I just want to highlight, I do. I just want to emphasise how much of an important game I think this is. I think it's, it's going to be a nail-biter. I do think we're going to get going to get into the uh, last few minutes and it's, it's going to be a close one, which could be, I know it sounds like a big thing to say, but almost quite season-defining because we've highlighted this mm-hmm. period. I think it is absolutely vital that we try and get the three wins. Obviously, obviously, try. I think it's vital that we do get the three wins if we're really going to kickstart our season and put us keep us up the right end of the table. Because this is team. This is games that we have to be winning. Yeah. Uh, you know, bottom of the league. They're, they're they're down in the doldrums, so uh, we've got to make make the most of it. We've spoken about when we got the foot on the neck, we got to squeeze them, we got to we got to press and uh, take every opportunity that comes our way. Yeah, brilliant, guys. I've I've loved this podcast. Uh, back together and talking talking about a victory. Hope uh, you've enjoyed uh, listening to it as well. Um, and yeah, get in touch with us as I mentioned earlier at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter or Bath Rugby Plug at Gmail dot com uh, if you want to send us an email. Um, and yeah, tell your friends, tell your Bath friends, um, spread the word. Um, and yeah, write us a write us a review um, on on iTunes wherever you get your your podcasts. Um, we really appreciate it, and we appreciate any uh, constructive criticism that you may have for for the podcast, or just you know to say uh, a bit of positivity because um, we really do appreciate uh, your feedback. Um, so thank you very much again for listening. Uh, we'll be back same time next week, hopefully uh, equally as uh, buoyed by the rugby we will have just watched. Um, I'm able to talk about uh, another Bath victory uh, against Newcastle. Thank you very much, Charlie. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Tom. Thanks, everyone.